You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Dear Multi-Hyphenate from Quarantine. I, I love as I as I record these episodes, my spirits get higher and higher as I get more used to this this life in my apartment. And I was just talking with a friend, actually a few friends about this, and I think I'm pretty sure I was on the verge of a nervous breakdown before all this started because I'm quite <laughs> enjoying this moment where I can look inward and refocus myself and just kind of be kinder to myself and my schedule and my body and and do things that I really enjoy as opposed to do things that I feel like I'm compelled to or um, obligated to do so. So I'm ready, obviously, to go back to work and I miss all my clients and I miss Broadway, but I'm taking advantage of this time to really make sure that when we come back, when we could do our work, that I'm going to be ready and be focused. So I always talk about investment of time and money, and this is an investment of time. This is a moment where I can sit back and put myself first. So remember, I say this a lot, there's no wrong way to do quarantine. The only wrong way to do quarantine is by not doing quarantine. So just take care of yourselves. And if you're finding yourself comparing yourself to others, then stay off social media, don't do anything, just pop in a movie and stay healthy. That's that's all you got to do. So of course, if anyone has any questions, if anyone needs help or just needs to talk to anyone, you can find me on social media at the Michael Kushner or at the Dressing Room Project or at Dear Multi-Hyphenate, all on Instagram. And please reach out and let me know if you need any help because we all need to be there for each other. And now moving on to this fabulous, exciting episode, I have one of my dear friends as a guest. He, You might have seen him in The Prom, which I saw him in The Prom multiple times. I was obsessed with the show. I, It takes, you know, it's funny because it's like I listen to cast albums on the reg. That's what I listen to. But I don't often listen to a cast album that come that, that came out recently. But I listen to this cast album often because I just, I, I'm obsessed with the show. I was obsessed with the show, with the show every time I saw it. And um, so you might have seen him in The Prom. You might have just recently seen him in Chicago Med on, uh, on television. And he's just an amazing performer and musician and above all else, one of the best people I've ever met. I'm so excited to welcome Mr. Anthony Norman. Hi, babe. Oh my God. Hi. What's up? What, what an introduction. I, uh, I am ready to disappoint everyone right now. Well, you disappoint me on a daily basis. So clearly just based off that, uh, that review, um, what? leave me, leave me five stars on Yelp. And, um, I would love that. <laughs> as long as you leave me five stars on Apple podcasts, then I'll leave you five stars on Yelp. 100%. So I start off, uh, my episode sometimes depending on how I'm feeling or how the conversation started. But, um, <laughs> I want to know the rose and thorn of your day. Oh my gosh. Well, it started not too long ago because I don't know about you, but my sleep schedule is, <laughs> awful it's yep. terrible right now yeah how are you doing 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I have been, I really like waking up early. Dude, same. You know, I like watching the sunrise and like getting a, like a, a slower start to my day and I get to enjoy more of the day. I really like that a lot. And, um, I actually feel my best self when I wake up early and go to sleep at a fairly regular time, but yeah, it's been all over. Like the other day I woke up at seven and went to bed at like 10. And then the next day I like woke up at like 10 and went to bed at like four in the morning. So <laughs> no rules in quarantine. No rules, baby. We're going, we're getting reckless. How are you doing in quarantine? Like what's going on? How do you feel? I feel, uh, I feel honestly. Okay. Um, I was, I was really appreciating what you were saying when you started the episode with your fabulous intro, I was just like, yeah, there's no wrong way to do it. And to, you know, before we all return to work, which I know we're all excited for and really looking forward to not comparing and not spending all this time, you know, beating ourselves up for what we should be doing or thinking there is a right way to do something. Um, I'm, I'm trying to give myself grace to, you know, to allow myself to have a day if I am not being as productive or have a day to let myself feel bad or, um, have those days where you're extremely productive and you're writing a lot. Like recently I've been writing a lot more, which is great. Cause in the last, I don't know, six months or so, I haven't really written any new music and, um, as you know, I'm a performing musician. So sooner or later I need new material. And I know you can relate to these creativity bumps where it's like, you know, six months, you could not have anything creative. And then all of a sudden spouts of, um, creativity and, um, and more creativity. What is, what is the word inspiration? Yeah. Creativity and inspiration just come out of nowhere and you're like, great, let me harvest this. And I think it's coming up now because, um, not only was I not pushing it for, I don't know, five or six months when this whole quarantine started, I, I had a moment where I was like, okay, this is the time to make everything happen. And then, um, I said, you know what? I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to look at what other people are doing, though I am guilty of definitely comparing myself to other people, especially during this time, of course. Um, Because I'm sure like you, I look at social media a little too much. Mm -hmm. But I'm trying to not. And I'm really working on that because I try to not look at my phone the first the um, upon waking up. Mm hmm. I don't want to start my day looking at my phone because it's like, I heard something, I heard someone say that when you do that, the world is happening to you as opposed to you discovering the world when you wake up. Wow. And that kind of blew my mind. I was like, Oh man, that's cause, cause think about it. Think about how much information you're taking. And if you look at Instagram or Twitter first thing, and you're scrolling through stories or looking at, tweets. I don't use Twitter. I don't know how it works, but yeah, like, like you should not see Niagara falls and then the, the great wall of China and then a muffin first thing when you wake up. (laughs) (laughs) 
I would rather us be our own Great Wall of China first thing when we wake up. Exactly. Exactly. Look at look at look outside your window first thing. There's there's already so much happening. You you might be surprised <laughs> what might be outside of your fire escape. Can I tell you exactly what I see every morning when I wake up? Please. I look out the window and I see a man in my alleyway peeing. <laughs> every day? Um, just about. He's been a frequent flyer the past few days. And oh, I, I think I'm going to offer him a punch card. Yeah, this guy's got moxie. I mean, you got to admire his his consistency. Yeah, you know, I really love a good, you know, consistent pee schedule. I know, I um, know. You know, it's something that you could rely on. And uh-huh. I just feel that he's doing it. Like, like he is not letting the world happen to him. He is happening to the world. <laughs> and he is giving the world what he thinks it deserves. It's true. And you know what? I love his form. Really? He just puts one one arm up against the wall and just goes to town. You know, I've been putting my head on the wall and, and just like no arms and it has not been working out. So I think I'm going to try the one arm technique. Oh, that's good. I've been putting my head on the wall and then bashing it a few times into the wall. And um, See, let me in on, on a little secret. Um, I can do that without peeing. Just, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, not the brag, but yeah, it, <laughs> it seems to be a really good um, frustration reliever. And um, then once I, you know, lost a few brain cells, and I feel ready to go on with with yeah, my life. Some people, some people um, inhabits with a uh, <laughs> with with the smoking, but you know, yeah. I just you know, I just beat myself up against a wall every now and then, and it uh, works great especially in quarantine. And I have a question for you. How do you identify as a multi-hyphenate? Oh my gosh. Well, I had never heard that phrase until um, I had saw your, you know, I had seen you post about it and and share stories about it, um, you know, through your Instagram and through your photography. And I, and I, and I always went, what is that? And then and then when I saw you come out with this podcast, which how long has this been running now? It's so cool. What's so funny is I did two episodes of, uh, about a year and a half ago. And, no way. and but but that's the thing. It's, it's producing it on by myself was so difficult. And I met with the amazing brains and brawn behind Broadway Podcast Network, Dory and yeah. Alan. And, yeah. and was like i have this idea you know it was really good i just can't produce it on my own i need help and they were like uh yeah hundo hundo p and so this started about like this chain of events um started in september and it has been so thrilling for me because i kind of um what i do is i kind of uh you know do my field work and then report back sure you know sure yeah but but thank you for thanks for i i'm glad that you know you were seeing little hints of that it's you know it's social media is weird because it's like even though uh we we are getting so much information when we're actually posting it's like how much can i throw into the ether like what are people paying attention to yeah exactly and uh, and do you find yourself um worrying about that or are you at a point in your um 
let's say career that you are confident, uh, confident and um, secure enough that you don't, you know, you're not worrying about what people think when you throw it out there. You're just like, I know what I'm putting out there and I'm happy about it. Well, it's, it's really interesting. It's like, Every, every time I do something, it's, I revert to the why I go, why am I doing this? Why am I, you know, why am I posting this? Like, what is it? And sometimes I'll like at, at, uh, in any moment, like I'll have three or four things where I'm like, I, I should be posting this over this or, you know, whatever, but it really does. Like my social media does take strategy. It does because it's like, if there is like a, um, like an event, like a current event, like a big day in the news, then an announcement can't happen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's really weird because it's like you also as an empath, which we've talked about before as an empath, it has to, my social media presence has to reflect myself. So it's like, Uh it has like, not only would, um, that announcement that I have or whatever get buried, but above all else, it wouldn't reflect my sensitivity as an artist. Man, that's, that's really good to hear. And that, that's why, that's why I admire the hell out of you because you're just such a, like it comes with being an empath, but you're just a very considerate and kind person and you're a very good soul. And that's, that's really good to hear. Well, that's, that's just why, really good. Thank you. And that's why I love you. I remember the first time I met you, it was with Adam Glickman. We were seeing Renaissance. Yes. Yes. And it was at Abrams Art Center. And I saw you with this hair. You have the best hair on Broadway. And <laughs> I saw you with this incredible black coat. And I was like, oh, he's mine. <laughs> not in a not in a not in a sexual way but like in a like oh, oh in a very he- sexual way <laughs> that's all this is baby it's all it is baby welcome to showbiz no but like in a in an energetic way i was like oh this kid he uh, i know i know uh that we're gonna that we're gonna connect and here we are um and you know, so tell me, talk to me about your journey. Um, cause you graduated college, you started working. Talk mm-hmm. to me about, talk to me about making, let's, let's start with something that I find absolutely fascinating. Um, sure. talk to me about your Broadway debut. Oh my goodness. Um, it was unexpected. First of all, <clears throat> so you had asked earlier and I, I don't think I answered, but about, um, you know, what defines me as a multi multi hyphenate. Yeah. Um, I grew up as a musician. So my fam, my family, they are all musicians. I have two older siblings, brother and a sister, and I had started playing saxophone in fourth grade. And that's how my whole career started pretty much was playing the saxophone. And when I got to high school, I started doing theater. Um, cause my sister was, uh, older than me and she said, you should start doing theater when you get to high school. I said, of course, sure. So we all went to the same high school, uh, not at the same time, but it was just kind of how, how it works. It's like, okay, that's where we're going. And I had pursued, I had, you know, kept up the sax and started learning guitar and bass in the meantime. And when I started doing theater, 
it kind of just opened up all these doors. And I was also doing band in high school. So mm-hmm. I started learning clarinet and flute. I, you know, there were just all these instruments lying around in the band room. And so I was like, can I just take this home and start working on it? And so that's how I started becoming a multi-instrumentalist. I would just teach myself things because the internet was a thing at the time. And so I would just Google uh, charts for clarinet, charts for flute, uh, sight reading for piano, like that kind of thing. And then, so, you know, eventually I auditioned for schools for jazz programs uh, for saxophone and music theater programs for college. And eventually uh, I wound up at Millican University um, go big blue, uh, <laughs> not blue, big blue, very big discernible difference. You know, <laughs> it's better than what Ithaca had. Ithaca, we had to say go bombers, go bomb, go bombers. And in this day and age, you can't say it too loud. Terrible. We're all whispering it. Go bomb, go big blue, go big blue, baby. Um, <laughs> Michigan is very jealous of that phrase. Oh, not yeah. to break. Cause, um, cause they're just blue and you're big blue. So. Exactly. And we're bigger than them in every sense of the word. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, uh, what was, where was I going with that? Where was I going with that? Oh, my, yes. My journey. Uh, Broadway. So I had always imagined to make my Broadway debut as like an actor musician in like a once scenario or, um, just something along those lines. Like a, like, John, a, like a John Doyle type of situation. Exactly. John Doyle was my like archangel of everything Broadway. I was like, this guy is, this guy gets it. And I still do think that I still am such a fan of his. So John Doyle, if you're listening to this, my email is age. You can get it from Michael. <laughs> and so, um, so I'd always imagine that's how it was going to be. And, you know, when I moved to New York in 2017, there was, you know, it was my first time living here. And after a year of like, what should have been the Broadway debut or like the big break, you know, um, I got an email from my agents, um, my, and they said, you have a, an invitation to a dance call for the prom. I didn't think anything of it because I said, I literally went, Oh, like this isn't for me. Uh, I'm not a dancer and that's not my style, but yes, of course I'll go. And Showed up on a Monday morning. Uh, there were about 100 to 200 people there. Uh, saw a lot of friends. And um, they made a cut. We sang. And then the next morning, we danced for Casey Nicklaw. And there were about 14 of us. And then they made a cut to four of us. We danced again for him. And then the next morning, I got a call that would be making my Broadway debut in this incredible show. And, like... I can't express to you enough, Michael, how welcoming and how loving that group of people were to me. Like from day one, um, I'll never, I'll know, I'll never forget the way Christopher Sieber introduced himself to me. I was talking to a, to a few of the teen ensemble, and it, we were doing like our meet and greet, and I feel his tap on my shoulder, and, and it's Christopher Sieber who's like since college was like, holy shit. Like that is, that's like Broadway to me. Christopher Steber. Yeah. And, um, and he goes, are you Anthony Norman? (laughs) And I said, yes. Are you Christopher (laughs) Steber? And and he gave me this huge hug and he's like, we are so, so happy you're here. Um, 
we're just so grateful that you're here with us. And, and then I met Brooks and Brooks being one of my favorite people ever iconic, one of the most iconic as I'm, I know you agree with me Yeah, that, um, he, he's, so I saw him as Carmen Gia in the producers on Broadway. I can't believe that Yeah, because I found that I found some of that performance on YouTube and to this day, it is one of the funniest things. Yeah. He's iconic. And, you know, he was very sweet, very bashful. He says, hi, I'm Brooks. And, uh, (laughs) and Beth and Angie were just so, just everyone was so, so nice. And, and the show was just incredibly special. And I just, yeah, I, it's, it, um, it feels impolite to not give it the weight that it deserves to like give it the recognition it deserves for like that experience. But um, yeah, it was just, uh, it was a truly special time. One of my favorite memories, recent memories was sharing the Tony party with you guys. I mean, I was so happy to be there, but it was, you know, you guys are such wonderful people and like you just, I don't know you, you guys as a group, it was like you celebrated life. So, um, wholeheartedly. And I absolutely loved that. And talk to me about you had, you had like a little tradition that you did with, um, with Beth and Angie that you did before shows. What was that? Um, it would be right before the act one finale of tonight belongs to you. Um, I would go into their dressing room and I would sing, um, just a random song. It would be usually like a jazz standard and they would have to guess what the song is. They would get it right about 12% of the time. <laughs> Anytime they did, it was very exciting. And then it kind of morphed into them singing for me. Ugh. It was one of my favorite traditions. Private little concerts, right? Absolutely. Um, when I, I actually just taught a, a master class in Connecticut with Beth right before all this happened. And, um, yeah, it was fun to share memories and hear memories on her end of things. And, uh, yeah, she's, she's the best. That's amazing. Um, I, now it's so funny that you were like, I'm not a dancer and flash, flash forward to not only your Broadway debut, but you made time outs top 10 hottest chorus boys of the 2019 season. (laughs) I still think that was an inside job and I'm, I, I'm, I don't buy it. But uh, I'm very honored, very flattered. Oh, I buy it, honey. <laughs> well, that means the world coming from you, Mr. Kushner. It's very funny. I mean, like I like it, it's. It, it was just when when that came out, I was like, yeah, hundred percent, because like you're like the you're like the like like the like if it were a boy band, like you'd be like the like Lance Bass of the group. You're like the one that like <laughs> you got the all. The like sweet, like you're like the sweet boy, like that everyone's just like, you know who I like? I like, wait, don't tell anyone, but I have a crush on Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, what? Yeah. Or they're just like, you know what? Like that can totally happen. (laughs) Oh my God. And it can, it can, it can. (laughs) If anyone's listening to this, I'm desperate for attention. (laughs) You're desperate. Well, where can we follow you? I usually ask this at the end, but where can we follow you on social media? You can follow me on Instagram. I don't use Twitter, but on Instagram, uh, a underscore norms. That's a underscore N O R M S. And I get a kick out of what you post because you post funny 
stuff. You, 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 what I like about your social media presence is that you don't take it seriously and oh, they're very stupid. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's the thing. It's like, you don't take it seriously. So I enjoy it more because I get a laugh. It's, it's so much more genuine than, you know, uh, I'm starting to like, it's weird. I'm start. we're starting to get like free stuff sent to us and like, you know, can you do a post about this? Can you, and finding, finding the genuine, finding the humanity in those posts is really challenging because obviously we know that it's all, you know, that it's commercial and that it's like a, you know, a thing, but the more genuine, the more silly, the more, uh, it is us, then, you know, I feel like the more successful it is. And I feel like you have such a genuine presence oh thank you that's really sweet of course i i really uh really appreciate that so talk to me more about songwriting talk to me about that journey talk to me about how it's helped you be a better artist if it has um i want to know more yeah man um i started songwriting in i think 20 uh 2017 about right before i moved to new york so i wrote my first song and it was about a breakup that I had. I was actually engaged for a year. I know. I think we talked about this. Yes, we did. Our- yeah. 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 Um, so I was engaged for a year when I was 23. Um, and it was a very different time in my life. I was very young. Um, I come from a very, now that I know, traditional family. And you know, I was in a relationship for six years. And I was like, oh, I think this is what you do. And... Um, so I propose and then I realized that, oh, this is to put it in kind terms. This journey was not for me. And so, um, so I'm on good terms with my ex and, uh, she and I remain friends, which is very lovely. Um, and, um, I hate her, but I wish the best. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so my first song was just was just channeling that feeling of a breakup and things from my perspective that I you know I wasn't really being honest about you know feelings that I wasn't being honest about um and so I kind of just channeled it and read and wrote about it and just wrote this little tune on the guitar and sure enough it became my first song and then I started um just kind of exploring more and just writing. So I would, I would write down words in notes on my phone. And, um, for those Android users out there, I'm so sorry to exclude, but <laughs> this is an iPhone only podcast. iPhone only baby. <laughs> and if, you so get, I just, if you got an Android, see yourself out. <laughs> please leave. Thank you. And <laughs> leave the door open. Um, so I would just write words down on my phone and then I would just uh, make up a melody or or like a like a progression on my guitar, and I would just try to string it along. And that's kind of how I write. It's very mishmashy and very um, uh, unorthodox. Um, shout out to Unorthodox on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet, but I hear it's great. It's Have you very it? it's very good. I'm like halfway through or something like that. It's so good. And it's it's like a heavy drama, right? Oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, honey. And what's amazing is like, I love Yiddish. Um, uh, today, uh, my Randy Graff episode um, drops. We're recording this on the 21st of April. And um, it's also Patty Lapone's birthday. Um, happy birthday, Patty. I know ha- you're listening. Happy birthday, Patty Lapone. Um, but what'd you say? 
Should we sing to Patty? I think we should. Ready? Yes. Three, two, one. Happy birthday, Happy birthday to you. Okay, so I I'm going to have to say we I don't think we should sing anymore because we're recording remotely and uh-huh. I can't hear you in my headphones when I talk over you. So, <laughs> who knows what that sounded like? I I Listen, if there's a soundbite for episodes that you use, that's the one. <laughs> I think I think it's the one. But honestly, you know, in, it, we 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 work through our obstacles. We work through, you know, we make discoveries. And but but that's actually funny that I'm saying that is because you you know when you're talking to me about your writing, two things come to mind. Um, earlier, you you talked about your musicianship and how and 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 theater and it starts with intrigue but you're also combining that intrigue with experiences that you've shared yourself yeah i just feel that so many people that are budding multi-hyphenates that are people that are like how do i get started what do i do my mm-hmm. answer is start with what you know yes Yes. And I like that's it's cause it's, it's so simple, but it's, it's all, you know, and, and you, you will be surprised how many people relate to what you are going through. Yeah. I mean, that's why songs resonate so deeply within us when we hear lyrics and we're just like, Oh God, that's how that breakup felt for me. That's when we're like, that's when we go, Hey, Hey, listen, listen, you need to hear this lyric. It's literally so brilliant. We're like this chord, you know, like this chord progression, like that literally sounds like loss or celebrate, you know, that's why, um, music can be so, so thrilling because it's so relatable. Uh huh. Yeah. And, and what a cool feeling. Like if, if, if you, if you are a musician or if you are in a band and to hear someone say something like that to you, like, I can't think of a bigger compliment than, um, your music made me feel something. Right. Exactly. Um, there's this artist out of London. I I don't know out of the, I'll say the UK. His name is Jake bug. I don't know (laughs) if you've ever heard of him. No, he's, he's like a, he's like a Johnny cash. They call him the Johnny cash of Nottingham. Right. That's fierce. Um, Nottingham. Nottingham, Nottingham, Nottingham. Yeah. And he, he said in an interview, if I can make music that makes someone's day, that's like the best job ever. And that's, that's, that's how I feel. It's, it's very, um, it's true. And someone has, someone has told me, Hey, thank you for writing such and such. It really, um, lifted up my day. And like, that's cause you know, you and I have artists or cast albums that we listen to all the time when we're going through a mood. A hundred percent. And like, if you can make something, so like if I can write a song that can make someone's day better, or if you have content that's making someone's day better, like, like the way you take your, the way you photograph people, Michael is so special because it looks like, it looks like the person, like when you send me pictures of Zoe, I was like, this is, that is Zoe. That is the Zoe that I know and love very much. That's very, 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 very sweet of you. 
Well, I know I'm not alone in that. I know I'm not the only one that thinks that. So thank you. I know I'm right. <laughs> That's very and, kind of you. Thank you. Yeah, man. And it's it's just it's really it's a really cool thing. Um, if if it you know if our work affects someone like that, and um, it's a very you know it's just a nice little topper on the cake on the artist. I just think that you know a big part of multi hyphenating is finding your ensemble, finding your community, and you a hundred percent are my community. And um, and I just you know I think I think also. I'm going to say this loud and clear. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. My photography isn't good a hundred percent of the time. You know, there are moments where I go, I, you know, there's the shoot could have been better. And it's, you know, and it's because of a lot of different reasons, but why I think we're so success successful working together is because you're ready to go. I'm always ready to go, but as long as the other person is ready to go and meet me and go there and, and just, and just be present with me, that's when I'm usually like, that was good. Did you ever see, um, oh God, I should find it. Um, there's, um, I, there, uh, it's Meryl Streep doing, um, a taming of the shrew in the park, I think in the seventies and they did a docu. They did a documentary of it, I believe, um, uh, and they're filming off. I think it's stage right, and Meryl and her Petruchio. I don't know the actor, but they run off after the the big the big scene, and she's breathless and heaving, and she grabs him and looks at him and goes, "I won that one." That was mine. I won that one. And I'm like, that's all it is. What we do, it's all a game. It's all about relationship. It's all about communication and being present. And uh, I, I do meet people in the industry that are not willing to go on that journey. And I meet and I meet a lot of people in the industry that are willing to go on that journey. And you're one of those people. That's why I think whenever we work together, it's always super successful. That's really sweet, man. I really appreciate, really appreciate hearing that. You're like, my Meryl. That, stop it. Stop it. Do you mean that? I mean it. Okay, guys, don't repeat this, but uh, I am Meryl Streep. Uh, I am Michael <laughs> Cook with Meryl Streep. So. Put that on your website. Seriously. Yeah. It's already there. It's some, already there. My some, my publicist is here. Oh my god, so. I love that. Hi, hi, Shirley. I don't know what your publicist's name is. Yeah, no, Shirley. She says, "Don't call me Shirley," but I, I'm like, "Come on, hey. <laughs> let's be real." And he's quick too. One life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to twenty five percent by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Um, something else that's on your website is Coffee Enthusiast. Now, um, what do I have to know? Do I have to know anything? 
Um, in terms of me being a coffee enthusiast. Yeah. Like, do you, like, is that like a conversation starter or is that like a, you know, your coffee? It usually is. Um, it's not just there for, um, a conversation starter. Cause it usually starts a conversation, but usually the person gets so tired, um, of hearing about it about <laughs> uh, five seconds in. So it's usually... <laughs> it's usually it's a conversation starter but also a stopper um that's hysterical because because no one really wants to hear about it because i am genuinely interested in it and i i i do know my coffee and i love knowing more about it because i feel like i don't know enough because i would barista um as my day job here just because i love it right um and I, um, I've worked in a few different coffee shops here and I have my own coffee set up at home. Um, like when I, I, I moved into this new apartment and, and my, it's my first time living alone. That's a very big humble brag, but it's my first time. And my goal was to have a little coffee bar in my kitchen and I, I have one and it feels awesome. It feels, it, it, it feels like my id, if that I- makes sense. I love that so much, but you also have a great music setup. Um, you know, oh, you, can you talk to me more about that? Because like, I know that it doesn't seem like a big thing, but I think that having a really comfortable setup where you could do your work, you know, like I have my home studio and I think yeah. that, um, you know, seeing that, you know, Oh, okay. What I need in order to get my, my, my tunes out there is like, it's a mic. It's a, it's a, it's a stand. It's, you know, it's, um, it's the, the foam boards to, um, to take in sound, like talk to me about how you discovered that and how that's helped you. Will do. Yeah. Um, so my brother is a composer full-time and a music producer. Um, Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So he writes music for, um, for like slot machines and, um, games on your yeah so the company that created candy crush he is the senior music producer in that company and he also has his own llc where he writes music for like he freelance writes for games and etc and and it's like really fucking cool and he underplays it so much and i'm so mad at him but like that's how he supports his family and he has two kids and he's killing it yeah yeah. And so, um, I ask him, I pick his brain a lot when it comes to like what kind of mic to buy, how to mix a song. And I don't know how to mix my music. And I'm sure, um, like does Lauren, Lauren Molina have a setup and in her home, is that how they record their stuff or do they outsource? Yeah. Lauren, Lauren Molina is honestly goals because like when I, when I saw photos of that Charlie Brown that they did, um, in Cincinnati, right? Yeah. And it was an incredible production. God, it, it, it's like, Oh yeah, that's what I, that's what I want to do. So shout out to them because that it, it, I remember seeing Lauren right when she, right after she got back, she came and saw the show, the prom. And I was like, how was it? It looked amazing. It looked so cool. I think we were there the same night. I think it was Max Lauren and I. 
Yes. Yeah. That. And we were on stage. We were all, we were all gabbing on stage. One of the uh, most amazing things about that show is just watching you guys communicate and have fun and create right. a family. It was amazing. Thanks, man. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just all very cool. And I love watching you. Um, I love watching your, your, uh, your vibe and your, your total package unfold the, the things that you offer and um you kind of also surprise us it's amazing it's like every time oh. <laughs> every time i think like we know you or something you always send something out where i'm like god he is just you know you just i don't know you kind of i think what's what's beautiful about it is that you you're on a constant just like journey of self-discovery. So I am with you and I love learning about you as you do. God damn, dude, that, that is, that is so sweet. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Really sweet. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Oh my I'm, gosh. I, I'm, I'm trying to learn. It's, 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 I'm trying to learn as much as I can. I, uh, when I was still living in Chicago back in 2016, I tried to get into circus performing and tumbling. And then I, I had a really bad back injury. And so I can't do that anymore, but wow. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I learned to tumble as an adult and then I wanted to get into like clowning and stuff. And I was practicing one night at the, at like the, the tumbling gym and I went home and I thought I had a hernia Wow! my third and fourth vertebrae were out of place. Oh, good. Yeah. So I killed it. And, um, literally I'm not in the industry. anymore. (laughs) Yeah. I, I have a question for you. What's something that you've discovered about yourself that, because I know that you teach young ins, young theater students. I mean, hey, you just you taught a workshop, a master class with Beth Level. That's pretty freaking cool. I know um, it's stupid. What are what are things that you have learned about yourself that you have brought to the younger kids that you think um, is really important and really uh, really special that only you can offer them? That's that's a really good question. I honestly that things take time and knowing that that's okay. And you will learn, you will learn and achieve something in your own time. And that there's no, there's no timeline for when something should happen. Unless it's like, you know, you're in rehearsal and you have to learn this dance number by this day. But like just things in your life that can take time, just being okay with, how you learn things and when you will learn it. I wish I had known that uh, growing up, but I, I, you know, I felt like everything had to happen immediately. And, you know, I, I I was sight reading on piano yesterday. uh, I was just practicing and I was very frustrated because I, you know, I wasn't getting it right away. And I, I just, (laughs) I just have to remind myself that things take time and that's okay. You know, it, it's really interesting. It's um, things do take time, and and uh, you you had such a huge life moment, um, so soon after you graduated that I feel like it can, it, it, it I feel like when that happens, at least with me when I have a big moment, I'm like, great, let's ride this wave. What's next? What's next? What's next? But at, at, 
every time that there's a, uh, I don't mean to speak for you at all, but every time for me that there's like a big life moment like that, I'm like, great. I'm a star. Like when I graduated from college, I worked three big gigs in a row, got my car, got my car, did an out of town tryout of a Broadway show. And then nothing. And that's, you know, but that's, but that's also because I, I, I went back to the drawing boards and I did a lot of like work on myself, but it's, you know, uh, being kinder to myself and understanding who I was, where I was, was a huge life lesson and was able to pull aspects of my artistry out, um, that I'm so thankful for. That's amazing. And like you're on, it's like at times like that, where it's like there was a halt that it seems like there was a halt in your life and in your career, like the then nothing aspect of it all. It's like you're, I don't mean to speak for you, but I'm sure you're grateful for that. Oh my God. I'm so grateful for it. And, um, I love moments of pause. Obviously I don't, I don't want moments of pause to be long, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, um, but I like moments, you know, where like, this is a moment of pause, you know, of, of like, okay, well, what, okay. I'm sitting here. I don't have my typical 12 PM and 3 PM clients. Um, so, uh, what am I going to do to fill that void or, keep myself prepared for when we come back when, when, you know, what, what are the things I learned about myself? It's like what I was saying in the beginning, like what will I've learned about myself that I can carry on to this next chapter of my life? And that's something that, that I think is being glossed over too much. And I think it's being saturated with, well, I got to just put out so much content, right? And it's like, you don't have to do that. Please stop. And just, just just reel it in man and and think about what you want to get out of this and i'm so glad you said that i literally jumped out of the shower this morning and like said to remy my boyfriend i was like babe i have this idea i want to do this i want to do this i want to do this and he literally calmed me down and he was like that's a good idea (laughs) but, but i don't think you should do it now because you have this and this and this going on and then when, when you want to do that, you'll be able to see when the appropriate time is to do that. And I was like, you're right. You're right. And I could plan it better and I can be less impulsive. I can cultivate that idea. And when it's ready to come out, it'll be fully realized and impenetrable and, um, a huge success. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. We all need a Remy in our lives. We all need a Remy in our lives. It's true. Yeah, give it give it time and let it incubate and let it grow. Let let, let like there's nothing wrong with putting time into something. It doesn't mm-hmm. all need to happen. And speaking of time, babe, we got to wrap this up. Let's wrap it up like a Christmas gift, baby. Oh, honey, this this little Jew has never been more excited for Christmas than. <laughs> <laughs> in, in this great pause, this is like the greatest hits of great pauses in our lives. It's true. Oh, that would be funny to come up with like a video of like like 
an SNL sketch of like, these were the songs written and during the great pause of 2020. And it's like, you know, like I walked from the bathroom to the kitchen and back again, you know, and it's like, a (laughs) that's, that's a ballad. I think that's what you're going to, I think I want you to write that during this time is like, is like the greatest hits of the great pause of 2020. You got it. There will be an accordion track in there somewhere. So, uh, you know, get your hopes up. I love a good accordion, accordion, and I love you. Again, remind us where we can find you on social media. Oh, I love you very much, so much. Um, so much. You can find me at a underscore norms on the Instagram, and uh, you can find my website. Check me out on www.anthonyjnorman.com. All right, babe, you're the best, and I can't wait to see you when this is all over. Thank you so much, Michael. I really appreciate you having me. Me too, babe. Talk soon, okay? Okay, bye. This podcast is produced by the Broadway Podcast Network. Make sure to find me online via Instagram at the Michael Kushner or at the Dressing Room Project, or on Twitter at mkushnerphoto, and visit me online via bpn.fm forward slash dearmultihyphenate. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.